Hi, unicorns. I'm big mountain skier and adventurer, Lindsay Dyer, and this is another episode of Showing Up, conversations with real-life people who make a life in the outdoors to inspire you to embrace your weird, do the thing, even if you suck at it, and fully show up for this one wild and precious life. Oh, hell yeah, oh, we pushed our comfort yeah. zone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the only, the only time I really was certain I was going to die was the Columbia River Bar. You, Casey, like to make this clear, Casey, like, we'd been in some oh, weird shit, and we'd been out there for a long time, an entirely different reality than anybody, and Casey was going crazy. I mean, he had some, yeah. But you don't, like, see, you don't see anybody, and I... Oh, you're pushed to the edge. Like, this is a huge we, mental like, challenge. Yeah, and you have no and connection physical. to people you know or anything. You're in your own world All doing day something long. that's totally different. No one can really understand. Totally. That's Ryan and Casey Higginbotham, brothers and professional lifeguards. Maybe you can tell they know how to have a good time. During one of those good times, they had this wild idea to paddle their rescue boards from Ketchikan, Alaska to the southern tip of California. And they did it, without big corporate sponsors or even a crowdfunding page. A few companies helped them out, like after one of their boards cracked in half, Uh, but it was a fully self-planned and funded trip by the brothers for their own reasons you'll have to hear about. We'll talk about what those are as well as what their day job's like, like being professional lifeguards. And we won't skip the less glamorous details of what a thousand miles of self-supported adventure is really like. That includes how the brothers got along, how they went crazy, and what they did when nature calls when you're sealed up tight in a wetsuit in really, really cold temperatures. You're gonna like this one, I promise. At 8.30 p.m. Start over. Go. Higginbotham. Higginbotham? This is my brother, Seamus. (laughs) Hello, everybody. My name is uh, Casey Higginbotham. I was born at 8.30 p.m. in Sierra Vista Hospital in San Luis Obispo, California on April 9th, 1992. Believe it or not. 92! Very very special baby. 92. (laughs) No, this is my brother, Seamus, from Pismo Beach, California. (laughs) <laughs> be walking all day. Uh, are, we re- are we recording right now? We're recording. <laughs> Welcome to the show, um, guys. Thanks, Lindsay. <laughs> it gets all quiet. Um, yeah, we're on. So where do you? Yeah, do you introduce yourselves. Yeah, um, Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? I'm Ryan Higginbotham, my twin brother Casey. Um, all right, he'll introduce himself. Uh, I'm I'm a lifeguard in for California State Parks. I've grown up surfing being in the water all the time, really exploring my home, and I'm into expedition paddling. Are right? you older? What? No, he's he's older, really? actually. Uh, you would think you would think that I was older and better looking and smarter, but... Um, You're younger yeah. by how long? Four hours. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah, tough mom. Whoa. Yeah. Do you guys have any special languages? Well, I guess introduce yourself. And then we'll like, oh. <laughs> I'm Casey Higginbotham, also state lifeguard. Do a lot of weird things kind of what I do you know and what's yeah, weird adult films, adult films yeah oh so that's how you guys got here yeah softcore mm-hmm. that, <laughs> yeah, that was the intro just so, just to paint the picture right now both of them have their shirts off um <laughs> and uh well we are beside a pool so are, I'll give you that it's only natural I, I'm surprised you don't have your shirt off if it if it were more professional I probably would because but I'm trying to have you know come across at least professional okay i appreciate that yeah see the intimidation factor starts here (laughs) look at them they're silent (laughs) lockdown (laughs) oh yeah Uh, yeah lifeguard we've grown up yeah surfing just being in the water all the time and that's that's sort of our background i mean water we've done a lot of endurance endurance races yeah Yeah. and what kind of endurance races uh when i was uh, 19 I did an Ironman and then I started doing the 70.3 series for a little while and you guys just got back from I mean the reason we're doing this podcast in some ways is because is because we did uh, uh, prone paddle I, I, I always say just paddleboarding because people all, if you say paddleboard though people think it's a stand-up mm-hmm. like no that's a stand-up paddleboard we're paddleboarding so hand paddling from Alaska down to Mexico that's kind of far Alaska down to Mexico yep I mean, how could you guys even handle Alaska? It's kind of cold. It's cold. We were on the panhandle, though. It was um, Ketchikan, which is only 100 miles north of the border. It's surprisingly not that cold, huh? It's not as bad. I just got back from Bristol Bay, and the water temperature was warmer than it is at home. Yeah, Oregon so. is the coldest place I've been. Alaska, the water was warmer. 
Did yeah. you guys agree? Did you find that? Uh, where we, the water was coldest where we started. I mean, colder than I was. I was further north just recently, and it was about 42 degrees in Ketchikan where we started. And how long did it take you guys? Seven months and three days. Oh, so wow. It was a long, we expected five, five months and things change. Wow. Okay, I want to get, I, that's like your teaser, but let's like, let's start from the beginning. Like what led up to this? It was this like the biggest thing of your adult lives, careers? Do you call it a career? Are you I getting would, paid? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. That's a career. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I learned more in those that, you know, a little over half a year than I had in the previous 23 years of my life. So, I mean, yeah. It's, you know, it was, it's the most impactful thing I've done in my life thus far, I'd say. And so what led you there? Like, how'd you guys grow up? What got you to where you are now? Drinking out of a brown bottle, a brown we, bag. Yeah, brown yeah. bag. <laughs> Sparkling water. <laughs> no. Yeah, we grew up brown bagging just like right now. <laughs> yeah, no, we grew up pretty, I mean, surfing, spending a lot of time in the water. We would explore the coastline. We literally would swim sections of it to find every little cave and every little cranny of our area what were your parents like like how did how did they raise you they're, they're my our dad he's, he was he used to be in the army and he's I, he and i mean you know we like we're yeah free you could say free spirits you know you want to go out and explore but he also he instilled in us you know like you're gonna do it you do it right and okay. if you're not if you're not working hard like you're not worth shit and that's i think that goes we, we try to put that into everything we do and didn't you know the paddle is no exception do you feel like he was tough on you and that's that helped in some ways i you know i'm finding like sometimes um <clears throat> the way the challenges we grew up with that we maybe at, at some point thought were you know at maybe in that time like why me or why am i you know going through this compared to a friend um ended up being like uh, a gift especially when you're focusing mm -hmm on hard things in your sport later in life. Do you guys have any examples of that? Or, do, or was it just, childhood. did you grow yeah, up easy? I don't think he was, I don't think he was tough on us. He set a good example for what we should do, yeah. but it, we had a really, really rad upbringing. Mm -hmm. Like kind of in that we, A, like one thing is we weren't allowed to quit anything, but at the same time we were kind of like, do, I remember we wanted to rock climb. My mom's all stoked. We're like 14. So she's like, yeah, like, I'll take you, drop you off here. Like we learned to climb. There's all these different things, like little ventures you get sent out on when you're younger and well, kind of free reign. Yeah. There's all, I mean, also like, I mean, they, at home, you know, they locked it down. We had a great home life and, but there, you know, we had a lot of freedom to where you, you know, you just bike and meet your friends and you get into some weird shit. You know, the <laughs> police chief of our town had my mom on speed dial. You know, we, we had a lot of free reign. Good. All my friends, so it's we, pretty awesome. You're still alive, really. We're, yeah, it's good, to be, <laughs> it's good to be vertical, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. what did your mom do? So your dad was from our, our dad, military? Yeah, he, he's, was in, he's lived all over. He was in Arizona, uh, Texas, born in Texas, Arizona. Went, you know, grew up all over the place. He's an eye doctor. Okay. Yeah, yeah and then our, our mom worked for, the city, worked for the city of Pismo. Okay. She's the mayor. For real? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Your mom's so. the mayor. <laughs> was, was the mayor was as of last year. Yeah, she's wow. done. Wow. Um, like, so what did you get from your mom? I think that free that spirit. free spirit of she, I mean, she moved out of her house when she was 16 and just You got to stop doing that. It's, it's she, loud. You got to. Or at least tell ice, people dude. what you're doing. He's, He's crunching ice. ice. And and Casey, I'm drinking, uh, clarify uh, so they know. <laughs> Casey's chewing ice. And you need to do it away from the microphone. Right. <laughs> Excuse me, you guys. Blowing it. That is not I cool. Am blowing it. Blow. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? No. Um, yeah, we're going. Yeah, yeah. Our mom, free spirited, free spirited lady. She's just lived all over. She's a hard worker, and she's done so many different. You know, way. She was a waitress through college, and worked as. She had a preschool. She's worked as a teacher, psychologist. So many different odd jobs here and there our dad's a done a thousand she, jobs and she went for the record okay you, so you grow up yeah. in the water your water yeah. kids obviously yeah. like how did you come to just paddle this incredible distance and i can't even imagine the stories you have around wildlife and and the stories you might have so i want to get there 
Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's funny we talked about it's it my today. Idea, so. I mean, it was my idea. We talked about it today at outdoor retailer. It wasn't a very profound thing. We were just shooting shit like this one night, mm-hmm. and I was going back and forth. I wanted to go across Mongolia on horseback. We're like, horses gonna die. We don't know anything about horses. I told this today. I said I I I remember I killed my roommate's house plant. He's like, hey, I'm leaving for a week. Can you just water my plant? I killed the plant. And I mean, I'm like, I'm not gonna keep a horse alive across Mongolia if I'm killing a house. No, but like, okay, no, you got to take me through like your your growing up to get us to where we are, right? Like in 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 a couple minutes, like what brought you to you know? I mean, we grew up really just exploring everything around us. You know, our Casey and I and our friend Pat really we we have basically swam and through every little cave, explored every coast part of our coastline. Swim through the caves, whether you're paddling, kayaking, swimming, running, we've seen it all. And at a certain point in that, you're just your curiosity takes over and you want to go bigger. Mm-hmm. And when you look into doing something that hasn't been done before, I think that's where you go. You're going to learn so much from that. I mean, I've learned so much just growing up. You learn a lot about your surroundings, but it's like, well, why not? Let's go bigger. So Let's... did you compete in things growing up? Yeah, like we sports? a lot of different. I mean, yeah, we've done everything from both of us probably baseball yeah. soccer yeah all the major sports no hockey yeah. ryan fought muay thai i did jiu-jitsu judo to water polo yeah triathlons and so how did you come to paddleboarding and then you, and you said you don't call it paddleboarding paddleboarding well, yeah paddleboarding. oh okay but yeah, people yeah. get confused because they always think stand-up but paddleboarding real paddleboarding is laying down prone like a surfboard and paddling into waves or just you for can. for um, for distances yeah you know for just anything you know going out for fun paddleboarding so i mean the roots the roots of paddleboarding go back to the polynesian culture it's rooted in surfing where fishermen would go out and they'd go out on these planks if you look at some a painting uh from james cook when when they explored the islands uh, there's a painting there's a guy or a drawing i guess you could say an illustration there's a guy on a on a piece of wood a paddleboard so fishermen would go out and they'd catch fish and and come in on these planks and you know they you know if they could they'd catch a wave or two to ease the effort in i guess the original form of travel right Mm -hmm. yeah totally it's rooted yeah it's i mean rooted in polynesian culture the olo you know is the original big paddleboard so like have you done competitions like i know kai lenny and i know like he's big into you know competing distance dude's a badass yeah he's all right (laughs) um but uh is was that the path or did you just go from like not doing anything in the industry to doing this massive expedition Uh, zero to a hundred wow it's kind of like um when i decided to do an iron man everyone's like oh you haven't you haven't done any triathlons i was like no just let's do it you know yeah this is kind of a different scale obviously Uh uh-huh but same concept where you're like well just do it like why why can't you do it right love There's it no point yeah so tell me the process of like how it came to be oh it's not so yeah. you have this idea like how do you even have it are you exactly are you like, buzzed are you like with your friends are, like where does this come from okay yeah. so we originally gave a talk on it we thought it'd be funny to tell like the true story right yeah. and we're like yeah it took some inspiration and we have like a photo on our powerpoint of yeah. beers People are just kind of confused in Germany. They're just kind of surprisingly they're looking at it. Maybe it's not. In Germany. Maybe yeah, the they're not comical. But yeah, we were. No, I think about like any real adventure yeah. that you have with your friends. It's going to be in a really fun environment, and you're just you're in that vibe already, and yeah. then it grows out of that. So yeah, what's the truth? Yeah, we. It was the last. He so Casey moved around a bunch and then finished. I went to. And how to, old are you? We're 25. Okay, yeah. so you're legal to drink. Legal to drink, yes. So, mm-hmm. so you know, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> At uh, this time, I mean, when you you're twenty, you're twenty five when you thought of it. We're twenty. No, we were twenty three. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah, we were. It was Casey. Casey moved back to San Luis Obispo, where I was going to school, and he went there at the end of his time in school. Dude, chew your ice. Somewhere else. Me. Somewhere else. So, <laughs> we're. We're hanging out uh, at a house a bunch of us were living in, like, a, you know, an old house in Slow. Like, you know, Casey's in, sleeping in the garage, and I'm in this living room. And What's your lifestyle look like right now? Like, do you have jobs? Do you have, Yeah, I mean, like, we're, we're lifeguarding, so you're we getting still paid get lifeguarding. hours around. We're getting paid lifeguarding. Uh, doing Casey's doing landscape construction. Do you guys crush it with thing. ladies? Like, I assume that's why guys are, are lifeguards, right? Like, what makes you want to be a lifeguard when you're young? Like, because it's a dream job. You it's look a, like a badass. 
It's a we. I mean, we you both get grew to be up, in the water. Yeah, we both grew up lifeguarding pools all through high school, and then you're like, well, I want to do a real. I want to like real. I want to get into it, you know. Mm-hmm. And two, two girlfriends ago, um, I met met her so lifeguarding like band aid contact. Uh, year and a half. Oh wow! Look at you. Ago, uh, I did a band aid contact. We What's that mean? So you write your name <laughs> and your number on a band aid, and you walk up. You're like, hey. Talk a little bit. How's it going, right? You say, what are you doing here? Da, la, la. And if they have any information if, about anything at the beach going on, and you you just give them your contact information just to make sure, you know, if they have... For any, safety yeah, reasons. for safety reasons, if they want to know anything that's going on at the beach, you give yeah. them your contact information. Or, or a tide book, right? A tide book, you know, compliments of, you know, you put your name on it and you say, okay, here you go. If you need anything, you need to know about the tides, it's really important. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I can aid you in learning about the tides. Exactly. Call so me. Lifeguarding is a, a rad job. Yeah. And you get to work out on your job. Right. Stay in shape. And everyone thinks you're a badass. And do you have any good stories from lifeguarding? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you mean, like sat? Like we go, f- we can go from drown. So we work at an OHV park, right? Where eighty percent of what we do is vehicle crashes, and then the other twenty percent is Whoa. aquatic stuff. So you guys have seen some. We had a drowning, a possible drowning, a week ago. Yeah. What do you mean a possible? You don't know if they drowned? We never found the body. Whoa. So, yeah, you get everything out there. I mean, we're, everybody thinks lifeguards, okay, you're in your board shorts all day, but we're in, we're mostly in trucks. Like, he and I, we're mostly in trucks. You wear pants and boots over your reds, and, you know, the vehicle crashes a lot in the off season, and you have some crazy rescues, and. Yeah, I mean, I think anytime it's so for us, you know, you go out like all lifeguards. We probably we do probably less rescues than most, or than most. Is that just because of the beach that you're working at? Yeah, the beach. It's an OHV. And what does OHV mean? Off off highway vehicle, off road highway vehicle area. So when we do get calls, usually. So you're not at a break. You are. Yeah. You are. So yeah, it's dunes. There's seven miles of beach, and there's eight. Is there heavy currents there? Like. Yeah, I mean that's kind of that's something, for our beach, it's pretty conditional winter you're going to get crazy stuff right now we have some weird under some weird bathymetry where it's kind of these underwater sand dunes that get mm. wash people off a lot of yeah. do you want to work like i know oh, I so i was uh i know friends that are in you know um fire right and they want the big calls the big fires like yeah. that's for me i'm a skier right and and a big fire is like a powder day for for those guys and so i'm just wondering like do you do you want those big waves where, you know, you know, big calls where you have totally. to go get amongst it? That's the thing. People, and like, do you like, want to work at those big beaches and big breaks? Yeah. I we think when you talk to people that can't like you can relate to it when you talk to people that can't relate to that. They're like, what what the hell's wrong with you? You want shit to happen? Yeah. Because you can I mean, use your skills. Yeah. And that's yeah. the person I think, in my opinion, that's the person you want that's going to come out and save your life because we all want the gnarliest waves, the gnarliest conditions. We want to go out in the shit mm-hmm. and save people. And I mean, that's what we're paid to do. And but it doesn't you, sound yeah. like that's where you guys are stationed currently. So what we do, I mean, the winter time you get the 911 calls. That's where things, things, big time things happen. That's you know? a, yeah. The thing at our beach is most of the calls we get are all 911 calls. It's just a bunch of near drowning ones. Near drowning, or sounds like or accidents drowning. on the yeah. on the highway. Huh? Yeah, a lot of crashes. So what have you learned from that? Don't drink and drive. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What about texting? Is that like a legitimate thing? Well, it's in the dunes, so we only respond oh. to crashes in the dunes. So it's normally people on quads. Okay. Or off-road vehicles. People just they they f- always find a way to fuck themselves up. Like no matter I don't know whatever you're doing. I what I learned from lifeguarding is. It it doesn't matter whether you know. It, it's like you're doing something really difficult or easy. It's like you have to do the medial tasks correctly to get to the good stuff, mm-hmm. right? So you ha- if you look, like you got to have your, all your gear ready. You got to be there on time because that's the basic stuff. And if you can't do that, then how do you expect yourself to save someone's life? That's really good, I think. Yeah, we all like think of the big gnarly stuff, but it's the day to day that gets you there, and the monotony mm-hmm. that no one wants to ask about that yeah. gets you there. It's that's ninety. Really good. I mean, for us, it's ninety percent monotony, ten percent you're going for it. And what other stories yeah. do you have? Like, I don't know, probably people want to hear Life about sharks. Really they want to hear about drownings. I mean, yeah, our area. And I they want to hear about how you yeah. got chicks. Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. We can talk about <laughs> all of that. Uh, I'll start with uh, I'll start with sharks on that point. I mean, our we paddled the whole coast and our area, I think, is the sharkiest or one of the sharkiest areas around. Really? Yeah. From elite from point conception up to lighthouse. 
I think it's probably a key yeah, area. Elephant. It's just not talked about. I think because maybe there's less water activity. I don't. I mean, some spots are hard to access, but really you have the elephant seal rookery, and then you go south out to Point Conception, all sharky areas with. It's great whites. I mean, that's what you're playing with well, out there. Have you ever had to do rescues on people that got chomped? Thankfully, thankfully, no. I know some people that have. And cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Every you always, you know, you always, you never want anyone to get hurt, and you don't want anything bad to happen. But we're always hoping for the gnarliest thing we can get into. But no, we haven't. I haven't had any. Had to go out on anybody from a shark. Uh, we've seen. You know, you grow up surfing around here. You're going to see sharks. Yeah. Everybody that's grown up surfing in our area has seen a shark. They all have a shark story. Do you guys have any sharks personally? Like, not necessarily yeah. rescue, but, like, personal encounters? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, on the paddle as well. Mm -hmm. You know, northern, no, where was it? Central Oregon, I guess. We we kind of knew the area. You know if a river's running and there's fish running, you're in kind of a shark zone, right? Mm -hmm. So we're coming into this area that we were told, actually, is pretty sharky. It's a river mouth. Mm -hmm. and Always, I get, right? Yeah, I get bumped. There's usually good waves my... around river mouths, too. That's exactly. So yeah, we'll talk about one of those in a second, the trip. Um, I get bumped on the stern of my board. Oh, wow. First time I'd encountered one. I didn't want to freak Ryan out, so I kind of kept my hands up. He's like, what? What's the matter? Well, I've seen. So What's the matter? Growing and I was up like, surfing, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. But growing up surfing, I've seen that look on it. I remember he and I paddled out to a spot where we are. It's pretty isolated, and uh, shark swam under Casey, and I, I could see it in his face, and now when we're in oregon i saw the exact same look and i know what happened i'm like what did you see and he goes i didn't see anything i didn't see anything hands out of the water he's not re you know it's like dude i know what's going on you know like be honest about it so you got bumped but that's yeah, you didn't see anything you clean just felt bump it. see the uh, body moving away but that was about it it's just a really quick thing and i mean realistically great whites are really curious animals from everything i've read out. about yeah so you think it was a great white yeah, I mean, what else is going to check out an 18-foot board? I don't know. Tiger shorts, sharks are pretty aggressive, yeah, right? Yeah, we, we don't have them up in... Oh, you don't? Not in that area. As far as I know. No, we... I don't think so. I don't think so. But a good pop, and then I was like, oh, shit. Literally, next day, we're out in the same area, and we get circled by a pretty good, pretty good-sized whitey. So those were two encounters within... Mm. Prob probably Oregon, the same Oregon, don't go to Oregon. Yeah. It's cold, foggy. You have to wear six mil wetsuits, and there's great whites. <laughs> yeah. And then we had a one come up under our buddy off Diablo Canyon Nuclear Power Plant, which it's a trip because it, the water's all warmer out there, so you mm. get a different kind of marine ecosystem. It just changes what's out there, and you have to stay a mile off. And two of our really best friends paddled off with us that day, and we're going around, and my friend Pat is paddling, and he, I just look over and he goes, shark, 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 and he's about from where you you and I are, so That's maybe like four feet, three feet less, apart. Three feet apart. And it, he looked down, and he said it came up vertically under him. No sound, no water displacement, nothing. And the head's the size of the trash can, and it's just straight up. About a foot and a half from breaking the surface. Mouth open. And he, yeah, he was, I mean, oh my it's God. a scary situation. And then it just dropped back down, like and we vertically. Look, we look over at, uh, at Kudo, and he's on a... Uh, bright red 12 foot board and he's he's about 30 feet outside of us and he's like I don't care dude he's so tired it was <laughs> he didn't even care but we all grouped up so just, when you know, you're paddling you're paddling going. with your arms not yeah. with a paddle no paddles yeah is that just because of wind resistance it's it's, it's just the, the, it's the slowest yeah. way to travel no, down the coast just, unless you swim right so why would you do it that way why not it's I because a paddle think, seems yeah. more efficient it's, I think it connects you more you with the You wanted to go slower? Through. But really, like, if you think about it, who cares? What's the, the oh, point? my God, my shoulders hurt just, like, thinking about that. You get, you're sore every day. Oh, yeah. But, but, but really, like, why does it matter? I've been, like, river surfing. Uh, yeah, I won't make it about me. Yeah, no, you I'm should. Really yeah, yeah, yes. No, anyways, surfing. okay, so moving on, because we only have... River surfing about to come up here, so river surfing. I freaking love surfing, you guys, but I'm from the mountains, and... Uh, so I get to come out to the ocean like twice a year. So I'm, no I just love that you guys get to be in the mountains all the time. I've always been looking for the ultimate place combining the mountains and the ocean, you know, or water. And so we have a wave that kind of produces itself for about 10 days a year when the water's running at the right level at home in Jackson Hole. And right oh. now it's, it's perfect. I just left no it. Way. And oh my God, but it's a different kind of exhaustion and there's no salt water. It's really different. 
river cool. surfing. I tried but surfing the the ice bog out in Munich in February. And that was, it was way different. It's gnarly. I mean, there's like a crew of guys and they, they tear it up. It's, and it's, it's way different. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's but they're kind usually of a joke pretty nice, right? Like, I feel like they're really nice. They were pretty nice. It's just River a trip surfers. because you come from California surfing and it seems kind of like you, I get the local scene. Sure. You don't but, expect, but you don't see that at a river wave, like Germans being looking at you and you're like, dude. I've actually surfed that wave. I forgot. Did, it's like no next way. to that bridge. Yep. Right yeah. under the bridge. It's fun. But yeah. you're right. They're, they're way, way nicer in yeah. where I come from. Yeah, like, you're right. That is pretty, but it's a big city and, mm. and yeah. Um, oh man, I, there's really good surfing in Alaska too. Have, yeah, did I've you heard, do that at yeah, all? Ta- no. So it. the original plan is that we would strap our surfboards on and we were going to like, yeah, we're going to be surfing down the coast. We'll hit every spot. And the reality is that we just couldn't do I mean, it, it started out, we're thriving, we're going to make a movie, we're going to, like, surf everywhere, and then it was like, okay, let's just make it through this thing. Okay, so you're right. Let's, let's focus on... Thriving the... to surviving. That's pretty much what happened. We had a, ideas about it, and it turns to a serious, like, you're not thinking about anything but making it Sure, it. sure. So, okay, so you think... So we have about... Um, we're supposed to have five minutes left. Whoa. So we'll Can try we extend to, it? I, not much, though. Like, okay. maybe ten minutes. Um, we haven't but even talked about the paddle. I know. So let's get there. Okay. And knowing our time limits. Um, yeah. Okay, so you... How <laughs> did you come up I with like it? it it's more fun. And then, like, how, like tell us the story of coming up with it, and then so you, you made a film, like... How do you fundraise it for it? Like, so I mean, we're working. We're, that's a that's a work in progress. You know, we've got some really cool friends that are great with filmmaking, really talented, and that have helped us out with the process. Just tell us the process, okay? So you just yeah, thought so of it. The process you're buzzed, is. You're like, guys, let's do this. We okay, about then what's it. next? Uh, we drive up north. Uh, we, get, we get boards. We okay, train. Yeah. Train for how long? How do you train? About six um, months. Yeah, okay. Molokai training plan, which is for the 32-mile world championship race, but then we just extended that longer. Do you have a coach? Like, how did you motivate no, we yourself? Just, we just, just add, do it. I wrote, so <laughs> we followed a training plan for Molokai, and then what I added on was just consecutive days of really long paddles. Mm-hmm. Not really long, you know, we're looking, like talking about 10 to 20 miles. Just And how long does that take? That. Uh, it depends. You know, with gear, we're moving about three knots in so Without. how long does 20 miles take on a training day? Uh, six hours. How do you five. mentally... Five hours. Five, five hours, hours training. Yeah. How do you five mentally, hours. like, put up with that day in, day out when it, it becomes, like, what am I doing? Like, how do you motivate yourself? You have a goal already in mind, so it doesn't even matter. And then you have each other, right? Like, were there days when one guy's like, oh, I'd rather party, I'd rather go out, I'd rather... There's a thousand things you'd probably rather do. Like, how did you stay mo- motivated? Well, Ryan, you were he was training for a Muay Thai fight like right around that time in January, and so we were paddling at different times. So I would let it get up, rain or shine. I mean, bad storms doesn't matter because that's what you're gonna deal with. But it, I think it's one of those things where there's not. I didn't. No one had to motivate each other. Really? If you just say, "Here's what we're gonna do," yeah. you better show up ready on the day we of. Have the same. We have the same goal in mind. We know our roles. We know we need to make it happen. We know what we need to do. And so there's no excuse to not put out. I mean, because if I'm not training. But you've got to have friends training. that are like. Yeah. I mean, I met my, my friend Pat. He introduced, Pat actually introduced us to paddling. He even picked us up in Oregon, drove us back, and we broke the board. And I remember I told Pat, we were like, all right, we're going to paddle at eight. And of course, I went out the night before. I had a big night. I had a big, I had a big night, but I, you know, I got back, slept for a couple hours, woke up. And paddled with them at eight. So you can party yeah. and you can train. Well, and that, is that is that something you believe in? Like you've got to be able to do both. If, if you if you if you are if you are going to train, I mean, if you're going to party, you better plan on suffering the next day and getting up and hitting it hard because that's the price you have to pay. Because you just don't not show yeah, up. Yeah, I think it, if you, awesome. if you're like, oh, I'm gonna just gonna party, like it's bullshit if you don't show up the next day and train. So no matter what, you can do whatever you want as long as you're gonna be ready the next day. Yeah, I showed up for that morning with Pat, and I was throwing up on the way back. But, you know, I showed showed up. up. And and then it's a good, you know, then it's even a gnarlier uh, mental mental training, you know, when you're like, I'm really hurting right now, but I'm going for it. And, you you know, you learn a lot. Wow. So you didn't really waver. You didn't question it like, oh, maybe maybe it's not worth it. It's kind of, I'm sure you know with skiing or something, if, if with anything, if you have a big goal, what it doesn't matter, like, what happens. If you have the vision to do it, then 
once you make the commitment to it, it's going to happen no matter what. Yeah, but sometimes you do. You question, like, why am I doing this? Or, you know, you self-doubt. Like, did you? are you saying you just never encountered that? Actually, it's funny. No, I did. But you, I talked about that today, actually, is that it's not efficient behavior. What's the point? You already decide you're going to do it. So why even say, oh, can I do this? This sucks. No, that, that's not even going to help you get there. But well, you're going to do it, right? Yeah. So why even Good do that? for you. It's hard to avoid it. I mean, I, you can't. I think yeah, it's, I mean, it's it like, especially once we're paddling, it's a waste of energy. You know, like our mom's biggest fear when we're leaving is that we get in a fist fight and hurt each other or kill each other. <laughs> One of us would die. That, I mean, totally. it's, but we're like, yeah, it's funny. But she's, I mean, she's legitimately scared of that. And that's the biggest thing she's afraid of is you beating each other up. Exactly. That's Are you that dangerous? We get, we get no, really I mean, savage. we just fight each <laughs> other. We just get in really savage fights. I do think, well, we fought, we I'll just fight like Ryan more savage than I would on the street or something. Like <laughs> last Christmas Eve, I'd That's not right true. here. Yeah, I mean, you cracked, you yeah. ended it with a clean elbow to my face. Yeah, but so, so uh, you know, that's, I don't know, where were we at? Where were we at? So that's, uh, you know, you learn, you learn that you, you can't be inefficient. Like if we're going to argue about something, we're going to fight. We're out there, we're unsupported. That's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially on the inside passage where you've got six, two six-hour periods to move down the coast because you have to work with the tides. If we're arguing, it's a waste of energy and we're wasting time. So I, that was a big part of working, coming together as a team. Yeah, okay, so you, you've thought of it, you trained for six months, and then what? And then why do you decide to go at a certain time? And what's that look like? March was the, the balance between trying to get there before the big swells come right. in the winter, because it's so exposed on the west coast of the US. That mm-hmm. We wanted to leave early enough that we thought we could make it through before that happened. And we did. We actually beat out the biggest swell of the year by two weeks. Awesome. And, and did you have a film crew, you said? Like, did you have sponsors? Like, who supported this? How yeah, did you fundraise for it? First of all, it would be Joe Bark. I mean, he, I contacted him right when we came out with the idea. We're like, we need boards. And I contacted Joe. And, I mean, the guy is such a nice guy and just makes And who's he boards. with? Joe Bark. He's the Joe Bark paddle boards. Yeah, see, I'm a skier. I don't know. Yeah, you have you to educate yeah, me. Like the, so Bark Paddleboards, Bark. he's the Never best. Never heard of it. He's the best. Cool. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> you're if awesome. You're in the, yeah, he's the so cool. I think he's the best shaper. If you're looking for paddleboard, he's the best shaper that you could find. I mean, Why like, is he awesome? Is he someone that you feel like is a role model or someone you yeah, look up totally. to? He's an ama- He's a waterman. He's you know he's been in the water his whole life. And where is he's he from? A, uh, well, he lives. He's out of he's Torrance. Out of Torrance. Um, lives over in that area. I don't know where Joe grew up. I, think. I don't know. I think in the South Bay area. He's here, actually. He's in town. Here's but OR. But yeah, he's a good dude. Good, good guy. Comes from a total water background. Great family. And I couldn't a, have asked yeah. for. A, it was the best person we could have ever and worked with. He's a great, on it. amazing shaper. The guy is so talented. Okay, so, so then, we have know, four really, minutes. Okay, watershed dry bags. Best dry bags ever. They never leaked. We put them through the grinder. I threw them on. We threw them on muscle. That's good. You're learning rocks, to plug right? your sponsors. Thanks, yeah, sponsors. Yeah, no, we have to. Well, yeah, realistically, we didn't want to compromise on gear. Like, everything has a purpose. So we wanted to film it. So we talked to Voltaic Systems, who makes this really hardcore waterproof setup that we could have on top of the board. We flip it. Solar you put panel. it under. Wow. Yeah, you put it underwater so we could charge our cameras with that solar panel. And then, I mean, we're, we're obviously in the sun all day normally, so shade sunscreen. Like, they're my... I, I wear that stuff all day, so I contacted them. I was like, hey, we're going to do this thing. You guys want to support us? And they did, and that was rad. And nice. the sunscreen doesn't hurt the ocean at all. Yeah. It's Love all natural it. ingredients. So the fact is what, what you're taking on our face, because we put on pounds of exactly. it on the paddle, doesn't have any negative impact. On yourself or the ocean. Exactly. That's so and it important. stays on all day. That's amazing. Yeah. We need that. Okay, so where's the process? Do you fly into Anchorage? Like We... One more uh, plug, Lindsay, is that we uh, Patagonia threw us the wetsuits nice. and clothes to wear up there, and that. Do you sure pee in your wetsuit? Oh, you know what? That's a funny Come point. On, so like, here, you, so here's you, like here's a point. Is it like you know, no one, no one, we don't have any precedent to go off of, so no one tells you, you know, like we are you're peeing in your wetsuit all day. I swear, after about four months, we switched wetsuits in Humboldt to the R3 from the R4. And those wetsuits smelled like a urinal trough at Dodger Stadium that's been fermenting for like four months. That's so, like the next thing that yeah. these guys need to come up with is like a way to properly pee in your wetsuit because you're going to, right? So it's yeah, like it's you bad. have to, if yeah. you're in it all day long like that, and cold water makes you have to go. So there just should be an efficient way you can do it. And we, yeah. ha- we haven't even talked about number two yet. I mean, that's Oh my, it. you did not. <laughs> oh. You did not. Well, so firstly, with the peeing, think about a closed system with like gloves and booties on so nothing oh, yeah, leaves I, and you put bag balm on your body. Yeah, and, So it and, creates a goo that sucks in all the smell that ferments oh, in the warmth sure, over time. Sure. I my mean, I have a six mil. My buddy thought it was a dread 
a dead seal on the yeah he I literally was looking around you were like, probably no. attracting you have a animals seat? yeah where do you use it in alaska hell yeah where yeah um, you don't have to mention secret spot. Yeah, well, we paddleboard. The, well, pa- the there's this wave on the. Uh, uh, you don't have to say it. <laughs> yeah, there's this wave. There's only one tidal wave in the continental U.S. that you can ride for up to 50 minutes at a time. Um, uh, it's called the Boar Tide. Have you heard of the Boar Tide? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, outside of Anchorage, and uh, so that's where. I got the six mile floor as well as some breaks outside of um, that area, yeah. but don't worry, I won't be going back there anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> but you, I mean, they take um, either a boat or jet ski to get to, but they're incredible. Yeah, you know, like surfing at the toe of a you glacier. You need one up there when it's tidal. You have to hit it fast. Yeah, but you can't. I can't paddle. Like I just cry because one, <laughs> it's so hard to get into. So hard, like my yeah. hands bleed trying to get into it. Whoa, and then yeah, um, there's no way you're taking it off to pee. Yeah, so are, are you serious? Poop. You pooped in your wetsuit. Uh, Casey pooped in his wetsuit. So <laughs> oh, let's well, clarify. I remember the first poop wetsuit incident or poop paddle oh, incident great. was up. Uh, this guy, really nice guy, took us in up in Canada, and we're paddling. And I remember, so he we get up in the morning. It's just, I mean, I couldn't be more thankful to him. And he's got some brand cereal, and he's like, "Yeah, this will get your this will get your system running." And I'm thinking, like, oh. "Shit, man, I'm 24. I don't need my system to get running." <laughs> sure enough, two hours later, I'm like, "Dude, I need to stop." And I'm pulling down my wetsuit. We're on the inside passage, and just like just taking a dump right out the back. And and then like, it's so it. bad. So we're in the current. You know, I'm sitting there and like. I just take a dump in the water and then the current's blowing Brown it back trouts. towards me. I've heard about that. And these. I'm like, and then, yeah, then I start throwing up. Oh, no. Because it's like, it's disgusting. I'm like, Casey, like, hold my stuff for me, dude. And he's just, he, like, he can't stop laughing. He has a GoPro in his hand. He's just filming me the whole time. Oh, I, I filmed the whole thing, but it's this, like, atomic brown cloud around him <laughs> and he's just like Ugh, Ugh, it's so much he's like clearing his system that his whole body's shaking over the paddle board he's like oh god brand cereal. Oh, no. but and he goes help help me brand cereal I'm like brand yeah cereal. I don't need that i'm not coming near you but he's not gonna puke plug in that and there's a huge yeah, right. brown cloud <laughs> it was dirty it was a pretty funny scene uh, but from there the Oh, yeah, the no poop way, just started dude. coming out. Yeah, but we're down in Big Sur, and we got burritos and coffee in the morning, and then Casey's like, dude, this is the worst paddle of my life, and he, like, shat his wetsuit. You know, it, was all, it was pretty funny. No, yeah, it was, in, <laughs> it was well, part we of it, filming, huh? Yeah, and I just, it was terrible. Seven I crapped months, myself right in the beginning, and it had to hold it in the wetsuit all day, and it's like, you know when it starts to dry and you get that kind of burning? No, it, like, I wouldn't know. It, like, burns. Know. And it, Come on, Lindsay, you know. No, you know. I've yeah. never shot myself in my wetsuit, <laughs> but thanks. Oh, it sucks so bad. <laughs> I can't only imagine. <laughs> and it, yeah, like, it, like I know guys, though, like, like yeah. guys have um, uh, friends that I know um, have, when they get, when you get nervous, you sometimes... i wouldn't know about that that's one thing i wouldn't know about you know i've thought about that like one experience i'm never gonna have is like what it feels like to have an erection so there's things that i like can't experience but anyways um when you get nerve you get nervous yeah you will never know and maybe that's lucky for you um i don't know modern you know modern medicine you could give birth if you wanted okay focus boys (laughs) focus we have like no minutes but um yeah, guys, we all get nervous when we're about to do something big, you know, hit a big cliff. And oftentimes it's really early in the morning. And I definitely know guys that as they've landed off, like, you know, big, we hit, I don't know, minimum, some of the guys hit like 100 footers and have shot themselves right in the landing. Gnarly. So um, so I definitely have have heard stories of that. But it, I think a wetsuit's way worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah moving on so what else happened so big like walk us through the process as fast as you can of like a day or just like what? you land like what's your process in um so getting to these the coastal area and then you just go and do you have a support crew like how are you checking totally in? how are you feeding yourselves we like are you camping okay, go yeah. oh, okay so we kind of wanted to be off grid we we're fully unsupported we, and this is march this is march yeah we didn't really of this last year I kind of want, you just don't want to see, you want to kind of disappear. Yeah. So we didn't really try to check in as much. Mm -hmm. Um, There was some anger on the family side. I have a sat phone, didn't use it a couple times. So it's just you guys. Yeah. And you're just, you're filming each other with GoPros. Yeah. You don't see people for a week at a time up there. Sure. And. And you're just following the coastline? 
Yeah, we have uh, nautical charts. We had a GPS, but navigating. it died. Okay. Yeah, so we had a GPS, but you know, you always have to have a plan B. So we had marine charts, but we did have a GPS that was supposed to be waterproof, and it died after two weeks. So then we're like, okay, we got nautical charts. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then are you camping at night, like yeah. on the beaches? Yeah, yeah so, so you, all our gear is stored in dry bags. Mm-hmm. We pull off on shore. Casey mapped every single campsite based on water source wow and you stuck to them you got you got pretty we well did, Some, we sometimes if you a few times you got blown out of the water in really crazy weather that sure. just it's it's pretty volatile it'll just sure. pop up out of nowhere totally so you yeah you go towards water and then you you kit to shore get all your stuff going you you know throw on your wool and then you collect water boil it make food stretch during a little bit because we were riding every day Film a little bit and go to bed. And what um, what were you eating? Like, what? How do you guys? We eat? ate dehydrated food. Dehydrated oh, food packs. Yeah. So anyone. So you didn't ever them, poop. You you know. So <laughs> like I seriously orange. I don't know if it's because of the brand or what it was, but I we started pooping orange after about two weeks of eating that stuff. And you Did know you it stop? gets old fast. Like, uh, I mean, not we as mountaineers to, know about yeah. dehydrated food. Oh, I know it you is know so about gnarly. That. Yeah, eating it for that long is kind of. I hate it. Except you know what, mac and cheese, still it's good. good. I'll mac always eat it. Maybe that's good. why you're pooping orange, guys. No, I swear we that was a rare. So we would save the mac and cheese till the very end, mm. and then mm-hmm. and then you know like you run out, or you know there were times we ran out and we had a food ration, and then there are also times we had surplus of food, and we didn't have any mac and cheese, and we we're like shit, we should have had the mac. That was yeah, we, we didn't eat for three days in Oregon. Why? But we couldn't leave the shore because we, we ran out of food. We didn't hit our line because the weather was so bad, and we were stuck on this. It was just wind. Yeah. Wind. The so wind did you have caches so or something? Is that every, every 200 miles, we'd pick up food. Just like long, what do you mean pick up like food? Like go distance. in town, into town? and Yeah. Like we, we mailed it. Like oh, how, you had mailed it. How so then uh, where? Where do you mail it? So we, we found about every 200 miles or so down the coast, we there was a little town that we could mail food to. So kind of like... Uh, long distance hikers like PCT like, and like do. S- ship it to the post office and then go yeah. find the post office. So we office? called them ahead of time. We said, Hey, we're going to send this general delivery. Can you hang on to this? We're going to be paddling down the coast and ever, you know, they're pretty cool. And In retrospect, hang. do you think that was a good call or could you have just eaten, you know? Oh, yeah. We, I mean, there's up in certain spots, there's nothing. It's so isolated mm-hmm. that you don't see anybody. There's no civilization. There's nowhere to get food. How was that to be putting out for three days and not without any food? Like, was that a mental challenge? We had, we had a f- not really because we we weren't actually like we couldn't leave the beach we were at. Oh, the wind you, was you blowing just stuck. like the yeah, wind's we blowing stuck. fifty knots, so wow. we had to find a shelter, shelter and just lay low until it stopped. We but had some. We had we had a little coffee like you know the little coffee packs you can drop in, and then we just like roll some cigarettes and drink. I don't know if I should say that because kids are listening. But you know like you roll up some tobacco, you have coffees, and then I remember we split a food pack. We had one food pack we split that day. And the next day, just hung tight. Did you ever get worried? Like, dude, we're not going to get out of here. We're going on J3. No. Well, there we were. There, I think we were close enough that we could hike if we needed to. We could hike and find road and civilization. Like, we're, I never felt like that I was going to die. I, there's this whole time, out. you never felt like you really pushed your comfort zone? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, we pushed our comfort yeah. zone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the only is. the only time I really was certain I was gonna die was the Columbia River bar. He, Casey, like to make this clear, Casey, we'd been in some weird crazy. shit, and we've been out there for a long time, an entirely different reality than anybody. And Casey was going crazy. I mean, he had some, yeah. Well, yeah. you don't like see, you don't see anybody, and I. Oh, you're pushed to the edge. Like this is a huge we, mental we, challenge. Yeah, and you have no and connection physical. to people you know or anything. You're in your own world All doing day something long. that's totally different. No one can really understand. Totally. And we were coming up to the Columbia River Bar, which is the graveyard of the Pacific. It's really messed up out there. And why? Because of currents, or uh, yeah. Well, the it's an offshoot of the Columbia River, and yeah. it push and the uh, Army Corps of Engineers dredges out there, and it creates this really nasty sandbar. Mm. There's also a natural river bar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It sunk yeah, so two thousand ships. It, it's just weird out it's there. It's a nightmare. Huh? Yeah. yeah, I've I've driven by there. It's kind of just. Yeah, and everybody we met a week before creepy. was like, yeah, my brother, my friend, my It's like my the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. yeah, people die out there. Yeah. And it kind of builds on you because these people are talking about nice days, on any kind of day on, on boats. boats and di- you know, wow. Killed. Yeah, and I was just like, it kind of was like, dude, I'm going to die. I was I pretty sure. I remember I came. Mm. Uh, it's weird. 
I and how'd over, you get through it? Well, I walked over. So. I remember to point on that. I walked over. Casey was sorry to mention it, but like he was talking to my sister. It's like, hey, I don't know what you said. Like, hey, like I love you. I wish I spent more time with you. Because he thought he had a bad. He really thought he was gonna die. He was going a little crazy. I mean, we all had uncertainties about how the day totally. would go. Totally, it makes perfect sense. Like you're in your head all day yeah. long for months at a and time. And then to know, like he knows, just like we, you know, you can't quit on anything. Like he knows that it's not like you're gonna stop. He's gonna paddle that day. We're like our goal is to make it to through the next day and to hit a certain spot. And it doesn't matter how his feelings are, what his emotions are, what he, you know, he cares about. We're going, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, we stay pretty stoic out there. We're just kind of locked in what you're doing. So that was like this moment of doubt that really sucked, but I knew, I was just at that point, I didn't care. I was like, you know what, whatever happens, happens. I, in my mind, I was, I was sure I was going to die. I'd be mm. just go, okay, I'm going, it doesn't matter. And you just matter. kept paddling through it. Yeah, we ended up, that we tried to get around the bar and we ended up getting pushed out 12 miles offshore. And that's not an area you want to be that far offshore. And it, we were just grinding. I remember I, cause it, we w- got in this area and I kind of passed this mental point. I turned the weather radio off, put it away, didn't care. Cause so then you can't call for Coast Guard. And we just said, all right, we're gonna make it in tonight at whatever ta- time or tomorrow morning. We made it in at nine. We touched Oregon soil at 9 p.m. It's pretty stoked. Yeah. It turned into yeah, nine and a half, 10 hour paddle, 31 miles covered that day. Cause we just got swept so far along. Yeah. That just that has to teach you something, huh? About how you can be so certain about something negative and mm-hmm. make it through, and I'm sure, yeah. I, I mean, don't know. Maybe you can what mention why? Like if you if you legitimately believe, like you you did. I sounds mean, I like you were. To him. I've never seen him like that, and he's just like, oh yeah, he knew he felt like he knew he was gonna die, and that's a crazy thought. That's like absolutely going crazy. Why why did you paddle that day? That's I want to know. I wasn't gonna we had committed to the goal so much and so much of my mind was going south no matter what the cost was and I wasn't gonna let him down mm-hmm. if, it was, if I was by myself I'd probably just been like no I'm a, I'm gonna die in bailing so I couldn't let like my teammate down in that regard wow so, so you was, faced your death for your brother in my mind I did yeah yeah, yeah. so it was like all right but I'm you going. Would, and then you paddled through it for yourself yeah it's pretty powerful because that kind of set a precedent where I didn't think I thought it was good from there on I right because like, once you've been to the bottom and I think this is important to share is like whether it's depression whether it's like what you think is the hardest time of your life once you've been there and you lived through it it's kind of like well I lived through the hardest thing ever yeah. so I can live through anything exactly we'd been through in Washington was savage it was a grind and then you get there so once you pass that threshold what else is there you're ready to go totally yeah. so was the next day just like basically you'd been given a new life were you just yeah. stoked <laughs> well the next oh, so the next God. day uh two friends Corey, uh, Corey, and kevin came to meet us up in at seaside oregon and we we get you know we're just beat down we're like all right we're gonna have an easy 10 mile paddle to seaside we're gonna hang out with those guys for a day uh we had a, a good friend thomas coming out to film us and uh we got you know we get out we we're about to go on the water and <laughs> these guys pull up in a truck it's the national guard and they're like, hey uh, we're going to be uh, doing live fire uh, over the dune towards the water, so you guys can't go south. I'm like, well, we're, like, we're going south. We, we have to paddle south. How far out would be safe to paddle if you guys are shooting in that direction? I don't remember the, how far they said, but we were like, a mile right, and a well, half. I don't know. Yeah, so we're That's like, um, all right. And I remember, I mean, Casey was so chafed from that day. His, his uh, arm was bleeding. It was sticking to his shirt just mm. from the chafing in the wetsuit from the day before. And that was that was you know that was a weird day we did we ended up paddling inside the zone just, just yeah we hail mary we went outside the surf line yeah. and i said all right hopefully these guys are a good shot yeah. so they don't go over the dunes good work national guard you guys, <laughs> did, you guys had a good shot didn't go over the dunes did they actually shoot while you were yeah they were yeah, shooting ongoing but they weren't i mean they were over wow. on the other side of the dune it was if if they shot over the top then we were in their their uh range wow made the seaside wow guys yeah but you guys was, are tougher fun. than you like this is incredible <laughs> like you come up make it all easy but wow when you really think about it seven months paddling straight 24 hours but, like yeah of course i'm surprised you only lost it once i would have lost it oh, i just wouldn't have stepped up to that oh my we gosh. haven't gone into i mean yeah, i bet you would have if you want if you really had this Lindsay, goal you've got you you've to. got your i mean just from talking to you a little bit oh, you've man. encountered challenges and i you know someone like you can i think understand it more often but i think a lot of people can push themselves 
harder than they ever imagined. And you, yeah. you for sure understand that. Was there one thing that you, you found yourself thinking about? I know like for big expeditions for me, it's like cheeseburger, cheeseburger. Yes. Uh, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. Oh, we get into towns and just, you know, I remember one of the first towns we hit, we, we sat down and I ordered a plate of ribs and mac and cheese. And I was just like, yeah, we're going to be here for a while. It's amazing how yeah. simple everything, your thoughts get. There's like yeah. two things that it, they, I don't know about you guys, but in the mountains and when it's cold, it's like there's, there's, well, there's three things. It's like are how your feet, um, and how's your digestion? Like, did you poop today <laughs> in, in a good way? Um, and, and what are we eating? Like that is, it's amazing how everything else kind of falls. Yeah. I mean, I, I talked about it to Ryan earlier, the what really all it took to make me happy out there was if I was warm and dry and maybe had a full stomach. Mm -hmm. And that's the cool thing about being in that kind of situation is like suffering provides you this larger spectrum of consciousness where you like, it doesn't take much to make you happy and you realize where, how bad it can be and how good it can be. So if Mm -hmm. you're trying to, if you're just trying to like live, you know, the good life the whole time in your mind and just you know, eat that cake and live that plush zone, that's not going to get you anywhere. If you suffer a lot, then you understand what it's like and how simple things can be to make you happy. It makes you appreciate everything, huh? 100%. I think like more than half of the reason to go on major suffer fest is to appreciate at the end, like you're the happy, the happiest I've ever been is when you get back and like you just see people happy and warmth on the street and like families getting ice cream. It's like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. I, that's funny. Like you mentioned that. So when we got to seaside, uh, Corey and Kevin, Casey and I, we split a uh, motel room like right there. And, um, I remember I was there. We'd been through a lot of shit, like especially that how Casey felt the day before. And I, I only mentioned it. I've only mentioned this one time. Other, I was talking to a guy who was a long distance backpacker and about the mental. You know, when you go out and you come back to civilization. And I remember looking at a, a grand. It was a like a grandparents and grandpa was coveting his like his crying grandson. And it was like I could see human love. And it was mm-hmm. just you know when you go out for a while. It, you see, I don't like know, you just have a whole new perspective when you come back. And that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. Thinking about that, I was like, wow, that's, that's love right there. And I can actually see it. And that was, and that you can was feel it. Cool. Like we have so yeah. much over, uh, you know, we're overstimulated like crazy oh, in this modern, so modern world. And so yeah. when we go and take it all away, it's really uncomfortable at first, but then when you come back to it, it it's, it's amazing. So you don't need much and you need each other and you need food shelter and you're good but it's funny how it goes away huh like it feels like you're gonna live that way forever and then you forget it's like you it's like you can't hold that for me anyways you can't hold that appreciation totally you take things for granted in everyday life and when you get uncomfortable how long did it last like when you got home like how long did like the glow you need to throw yourself back into it yeah i'd say a couple months but you really but then you you understand that the desire to throw yourself back into that because you know how how much these things mean to well, you. Well, I think it was great. I mean, coming in through Southern California where then you start hitting towns mm-hmm. all the time, you're, sure. there are cities and towns, you're slow, we were slowly desensitized. Mm. Like the biggest mind fuck for me was when we went from, we broke, Casey broke the board and we were in Oregon. How did you break the board? We didn't talk about that. Yeah, he, we, were, we were paddling way, you know, about three quarters mile off and the wind was, you know, 20 building up to 30 knots and you can't see a whole lot. Your head's about a foot off the water and we found ourselves on a sandbar mm-hmm. and then a, a wave, a big set came in and slabbed up right there. And I got Whoa. over it and Casey didn't and got thrown over the falls. On How big? Board. It wasn't that big. I mean, probably talking a couple feet overhead, but the, I knew the feeling the board went and I'm all, oh, you know, I know I'm going over the falls. You get the weightless feeling, right? So I tucked up in the fetal position and just smacked right in the middle of the board. So and you I knew, landed on the board? Yeah. I knew right away that it was and we broken. Broke, yeah. We broke two boards. And I mean, Joe, Joe Bart came through for us big time. I mean, one, the first time he had a board ready to go, a uh, Molokai board for a bigger guy so it could hold the volume. Went down, They're like tankers to back. fall on, huh? Like I'm so afraid to paddle surf because of the big boards. Like. Well, you can't, I mean, it's so hard to surf. I mean, I mean, there are guys that are really talented that can, but if you're trying to surf on a yeah, 18 foot board, it's really hard. That's how big your boards are, 18, 18 feet? 18 feet long, 20 inches wide. Oh, wow, that's, that Narrow. is a tanker. Yeah. 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 You can surf yeah. a 10-6, though, pretty well. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so you're coming in, like, you're getting, like, the closer to the barn, right? Like, in you've hit California, like... Yeah, we hit California. I broke After my how many board, months? Uh, by Cape Mendocino. Dude, when are we crossing to California? I don't know, dude. 
That I don't know, crazy. maybe August, I want to say. And it was some some fisherman pulled up to us and like, hey, are we in California yet? Because we don't really know the border. You know, you, there's not a big line. Sure. And he goes, yeah, you just uh, crossed over about a mile ago. We're thinking, yes, like we, little nice. you know, water. It's the little steps. That was a big, you know, celebration on the water. Yeah, it was a lot, small moral victory. And then, what was it like to like roll in? Did you roll into like your hometown and oh, finish yeah. there? Did you have a big crowd waiting? Like, what was? So we we kept um, it pretty low key actually the whole time, still really until I guess the film or something. But we it was my parents and a few friends. We rolled into town, into Pismo, spent a night at home. Right, left in the morning. That was that. That was it. That Just was that. Anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah like most of it. And then we, <laughs> yeah, and then landing. I mean, same thing. Landing to we. So we crossed the Mexican border, in the water. If you, I don't know if you've seen it. It's insane. There's a literally a fence that goes out into the water right there at the border. It's heavily no. patrolled. So we crossed the line in the water and then into Mexico and then came back and landed on the U.S. side. And. At, I mean, both of us, it just felt like any other day. We, mm-hmm. Except we had a boat with friends on it and people are filming. But besides that, it's like, you know, if nobody was there on the beach, I would have kept going. He yeah. would have kept going. Oh, totally. You're looking at the next point and you're like, what's, you know, you're thinking, yeah. what's around there? What's what around the next corner? There? Yeah, Do you feel it. like that motivated you a lot? I feel like that. It's like, well, I got to just get to see what's the next corner or the next peak that looks like it's the peak, but it's the false summit. Yeah, it's that curiosity that drives you to totally. just go find new things, right? Yeah. You're always just looking to the next point. It's, totally. well, what's going to happen? What's around it? And you have no idea. Totally. And that's the cool it's part. It's exciting. What do you guys think is, do you think, what do you think you learned? Like, what's the biggest thing you feel like you one, took away? I mean, one thing I learned is just that. The, I mean, the most extraordinary experiences in my life took place during a time where I had a simple goal, go from Alaska to Mexico. And even more simple when you compartmentalize each day. It's like whether it's make it to that next point or make it to our spot for the day. Just the, and getting out there, you know, the experiences you have Just showing in a up. simple life are extraordinary. That's something I took from it. Nice. What about you? Yeah, I think you get from working so hard for something for so long to have this kind of to, to reach something, it, it's a really, it's a great feeling, but it pushes you to want to go more, I guess. Yeah, and so what's know. next? What, what? We've got we've some got ideas. ideas. Yeah. We've, I think got, we'll we've got some plan. we've got two major ones we're looking at. In the winter. Pick, pick which one we want to do. Winter and then spring, we'll try to go back to back a little bit shorter, probably more extreme, make some different disciplines in. Yeah, nice. Keep it exciting, right? Find new things, find new adventures. I think that's the whole driving force behind it, like yeah. you said. Well, what advice would you give to yourselves at a time when you were really struggling at life? That's a good – a lot of people oh. ask, what would you give to other people? What would I give to myself? Yeah, when he really needed it, what would you say to him? Whatever you're going through, it's temporary. Just keep going. It doesn't matter. And never and never be an individual or have a bad attitude about anything. Always just take it and say – Here's what happened. Move on. Find a way to solve the problem. Awesome. That's yeah. really good advice. I would say make your decision not based on how you feel. Make your decision on how you want to feel. Who do you want? Like, you know, not, that's a bet. No. I mean, if you're feeling, if you're in pain, you're going through something, it's not, you know. The person not, you want to be. Yeah, it's the person. It's the per- yeah, and that's like, that was a big moment for me during, the, you know, it's like, who do you want to be? And react, react in the form of who do you want to be. From the person you want to be, not exactly. who you are. And wow. when you make those decisions, you become the person you want to be. Rad. Thank you. It's, Congratulations, yeah. guys. Thank Thanks. you. Let's go to this march. Let's do All it. All right, let's do it. And uh, everybody should get in cold water if you That's get the good. chance. Take my word on it. Just jump in cold water to feel better at any time. That's a really good advice, yeah. like yeah. to change your attitude. Yeah. and Immediate reinvigorated. You're excited. You're ready and elated. Even if it means a cold shower, whatever. Exactly. So if, yeah, and if you don't believe me, try it and then you'll see. So at least awesome. try everything once. Anybody you guys look up to as guys, like role models for you that you oh, want to be more like there's, or. I mean, there's, I, I take, I try to take something from everybody that, I mean, I could point out like, you know, some great waterman surfers. I could point out my dad and his hard, he's a hard worker. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you have people you take, you take stuff from? You take little things from just great mentors. I could name a ton of people, but it's all about, well, I know, but it's all about like being the best human you can be in every form, whether that's compassionate and 
kind or fun and hardworking and you take all those notes and you try to put together and become the best person you can right awesome okay well it's going outside but like last thing because this is like there's going to be a lot of girls on this podcast like so what do you yeah i'm single what do you look (laughs) for in a rad girl like who's your dream girl what is she like is she uh my uh damn dream Lindsay, dream girls i'm sitting across from one right now oh good one (laughs) um Dream girl, yeah, you know, a go-getter. Yeah, someone who's someone she athletic. And amb- uh, definitely, someone is it about how hang. she looks? Is it about her attitude? It's like all in the, the end, above. I mean, yeah, it's all the above. You know, someone who's just like super rad and cool. You can go out and do these adventures with someone that will support your lifestyle. And you're like, hey, I'm gonna be gone for six months. I'm going. To the what if they're doing just as many things? Is that cool or is that kind of threatening? That. I would that be so rad. That's like that's the coolest thing ever. If someone is going out and doing it like that, like. Fuck yeah, like that's the coolest thing. Yeah, right I think there. that that's the most attractive thing. If someone goes and hits it hard and they're going for it, like that's cool. Like why would it when people try to shut that down? No, no, no. Go for it, right? That's awesome. And I think that's 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 yeah. what makes a unicorn right there. If you're rad, you care about people, you're pushing all the limits and yeah. you're really and you fun. You go out there and have with. your own adventures. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks guys. All right, let's go. Cool. Thanks so much for listening, friends. If you enjoyed the conversation, make sure to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. Our theme is Wings by Nicoletta Halaitis and used under the Creative Commons license. Until next time, see you in the mountains, unicorns. <laughs>